You're listening to Slim Radio. Slim Radio Live. Exactly. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to My Mom Had a Mullet. This is my bi-weekly radio show. Uh, I talk about music, the industry, anything uh, in the music world, as you know. Um, that was ACDC CD by The Chats, uh, one of my current obsessions. They are performing in Amsterdam on the 4th of June in exactly one month. And I would love to go. If anybody listening also wants to come with me, I've already recruited some 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 new friends to come. Uh, if you want to come with me, text me, DM, at my mom's mullet, also a little Instagram plug, uh, and we'll go. I'm so excited. They're so fun. Um, today is the 4th of May, 2023. Today is my birthday. It's my 23rd birthday. Everybody say happy birthday to me. Everybody get me gifts. I got already, I got two amazing gifts today. I got a ring. Hello? Hello? Amazing. I'm wearing it right now. It's perfect. And I got this cool little book of a bunch of pictures of the past, like, year and a half or so of my life with a very special person. And it was very nice. I've had a wonderful day. Um, it's my birthday. I'm having fun. I'm in a good mood, mandatorily, because it's my birthday. I Well, I worked as a mailwoman in the morning. I'm a mailwoman now. Uh, got a flat tire, but, you know, we soldier on. It was fine. Got home, had curry for lunch, got a massage, got presents. Now I'm doing this. Now I get to talk to you. I get to talk about myself, basically, and all the music that has been important to me in my life, all the music that I'm currently obsessed with, such as the chats, and uh, why the music is important to me. Uh, some first, like, first concert I ever went to, first record I ever bought. Uh, by the way, that was ACDC. That's why I opened with ACDC CD. Um, the first record I ever bought was We Salute You by ACDC before I ever even got my record player. And uh, I also remember one of my first 
like core memories music related um or not necessarily core memories but one of the like shifting moments in my life was I found this random little back in black uh cd in my house when I was a kid and I was just reading the little booklet and I just was learning about ACDC and I was like holy shit they're Australian like no one's from fucking Australia but also it turns out a lot of people are from Australia because that's a whole fucking like country Oh, there's a sound. Hello. Someone's trying to get in. Hi, Ismail. What's up? Just in. <laughs> All right. I was telling the people how today's my birthday and I'm doing a birthday special. <laughs> he looks visibly stressed. All right. Um, so I was saying how... <laughs> I was saying how when I was a kid, I was reading a little ACDC booklet and that was like a turning point in my life because that was when I was like, wait, there's more to music than just what it sounds like. This is really interesting. And I was like nine and I was like, okay, hey, maybe there's something here. And so today we're going to do a little trip, trip down memory lane of all these crucial little turning points in my life. Um, <laughs> School of Rock played a massive role in my life. Partially also because it's just the world's greatest movie. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Another song that I really remember, as if in case you don't know, I'm from Brazil, by the way. Uh, and this next song, it's one of the first songs that I remember um, like recognizing because my mom would play it in the car a lot when I was a kid. Probably when I was like, I don't know, six. Uh, maybe seven. I don't know. Anyway, it's called Velha Infancia by Tribalistas. And it's very fun, very cute. Um, hope you enjoy. Bye-bye.
Wasn't that really sweet? That was really sweet. That was Velha Infância by Tribalistas, which means old childhood. <laughs> um, it was really, I love that song. That song makes me think of my mom driving in the car. Uh, and that's, as I said, one of the first songs that I remember recognizing. If you're just tuning in, this is My Mom Had a Mullet. My name is Julia Moritz, and today is my birthday. And I will remind everyone, as much as I can, of that information. Today is my birthday, and we're doing a little birthday special. So I'm just talking about myself. Um, I'm really obsessed with my birthday this year because for the past couple years, I, like didn't care about it. I feel like I didn't celebrate it enough. And also, you know, the panoramic didn't really help much with like big celebrations because with my birthday being in May, it was always the case that it was like when cases would start to increase again. So there was always restrictions around May. Um, so I haven't had a proper celebration since 2019. And now this year, it's the first time that I'm having like a big celebration. Last year, I did a, a very nice trip. Like, don't get me wrong, it's fucking amazing. But it wasn't like a big group of people. And then this year, I'm having a fucking rager at my house. That's not true. I'm having friends over. <laughs> um, but it's going to be fun. So that's that's where I'm at. It's my birthday, by the way. In case you forgot, it's um, it's my birthday. And today I'm talking about myself because it's my birthday. Um, so that was Ben Infancia. I, as I said, that's one of the first songs that I remember recognizing. It's just really sweet. Um, I don't know if it's a classic in Brazil, but it's a classic in my life. And uh, transition, another classic in Brazil, is this wonderful singer, Cassia Ele, which is another... Uh, like artist album thing that I remember one of, also one of the first that I remember recognizing uh I don't remember any point in my life when I didn't know these songs also just with my parents you know playing it in the car or when we would have friends over and everything this was always always around so this is one of my favorite ones this is Primero de Julio by Cassia Ele for her MTV Unplugged live uh album it's fucking incredible. Enjoy. Eu vejo que aprendi o quanto te ensinei e é nos teus braços que ele vai saber. Não há por que voltar. Sem te seguir Não quero mais A tua insensatez O que faz me sem pensar Aprendeste do olhar E das palavras Que eu guardei pra ti Não penso em me Fazer agora Veio tudo de nossas horas Eu não minto Eu não sou Assim Não 
estava ao teu lado então Sou fera, sou bicho, sou anjo e sou mulher Sou minha mãe e minha filha Minha irmã, minha menina Mas sou minha, só minha E não de quem quiser Sou Deus, tua deusa, meu amor Alguma coisa aconteceu That was amazing. Wasn't that so much fun? Aren't you in such a good mood right now? That was Primero de Julio by Cassia L, which means 1st of July. I will, should I translate like every title? I don't really have a lot of Brazilian songs today. I have like four. Um, it, that song, I don't necessarily have like the, the strongest emotional connection to it, but it's just fucking incredible. I love the chorus. Um, I don't know. It's it's just really good. I also just remember something clicking. Wait, maybe I do have an emotional connection to the song because I remember something clicking in my brain once when I was like old enough to understand what she was actually saying in the chorus. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this, but as a girl, growing up as a girl, uh, there's a lot of just shit that you got to figure out. Obviously, that's not specific to girls, but if you're a girl, you know what I mean. Like, there's just... For every gender, you got to figure out some shit. And then this song um, touched on what I 
kind of had to figure out and how I like hold myself, what kind of girl I want to be, whatever. When uh, when I grew up and like what defines you as a person, as as a girl and everything. Um, and I I don't know. It was just cool. And I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting way to think about, you know, what is a person? What is a personality? Whatever. And then um, I fun fact about myself since today is is all about me because it's my birthday, by the way. Today's my birthday. Um, <laughs> for a, for the longest time, I was, like, debating to myself, like, what is a personality? Like, not necessarily in the sense of, like, something I was struggling with or anything like that, but I just think it's interesting to think about, like, when somebody says, like, oh, you have a great personality, like, what does that mean? Or, like, what is your personality? Like, is it your hobbies? Is it your interests? Is it your... I don't know, like how you treat other people. Is it the shit that you consume? Is it the way you dress? Or is it your values, your morals, your like internal monologue? Is it a combination of everything? Like, I don't know, you know? Anyway, that's what that song makes me think of. (laughs) Um, I just think it's a very interesting topic and there's not like one specific concrete answer, but I just like thinking about it because personality is a word that is thrown around so much always by everyone um but it's one of those things that I just like what like what is that you know like what is that um so that's you know a little little food for thought uh as I play the next Brazilian song because I saw it in the playlist and I was like oh I want to listen to that song this is one of my current obsessions it is by Chico Boaki who is a very very important brazilian musician i've played him uh on the show before uh and i have i have like a brazilian music playlist on spotify that i've been listening to a lot and uh is is one of my current favorites he his lyricism is incredible it's unmatched and I'll I'll talk a little bit about more artists whose lyricism whose lyricism has like affected me in one way or another um but his lyrics are crazy they're so good um his voice is so like peaceful smooth warm and his influence was just fucking incredible <laughs> um in music and in just brazil in general um he was a musician also during the time that brazil was a dictatorship and then he was exiled to italy um because he was so like vocally against censorship and everything uh so his a lot of his songs are also very politically charged um and then my mom was actually uh telling me about this the other day hi mom uh (laughs) she was telling me that he won some award i forget which one uh if my mom could text me which one that is right now i could say it but he won some award i don't know if it was for lyricism or something but it had to be signed by the president and the president at the time that he won this prize award was bolsonaro Mm, not a big fan personally you know not a very big fan of, of the guy uh but so he was like oh i'm not i'm not gonna sign this because you know he sucks um so now that lula is president uh finally he got this award signed um and shikawaki himself was actually he was like oh but that's good because then bolsonaro didn't you know 
stain or sully the award with his writing. So basically, Shukabak, he can't stop winning, you know? He won the prize and he didn't get it signed by a man that he hates. And if only Bolsonaro had thought of that, then for sure, then he would have signed it just to piss him off because... You know, as I said, he kind of sucks. But anyway, so now you have a little bit of background of who this man is. Um, this next song is called Quotidiano, which means just, I think in English it's like quotidian or something like that. I don't know. Um, it's like mundane, normal shit. I'll Google translate it while the song is playing, but it's really cute. I really like it. Um, it's been it's been on repeat lately. It's one of my current obsessions. Listen to that. That's incredible. Are you ready? It's so good. All right, enjoy. Todo dia ela faz tudo sempre igual. Me sacode às seis horas da manhã. Me sorri um sorriso pontual e me beija com a boca de hortelã. Todo dia ela diz que é para eu me cuidar e essas coisas que diz toda mulher. Diz que está me esperando pro jantar e me beija com a boca de café. Todo dia eu só penso em poder parar, meio dia eu só penso em dizer não. Depois penso na vida para levar e me calo com a boca de feijão. Seis da tarde, como era de se esperar, ela pega e me espera no portão. Diz que está muito louca pra beijar e me beijar com a boca de paixão. Toda noite ela diz pra eu não me afastar. Meia noite ela jura eterno amor e me aperta pra eu quase sufocar e me morde com a boca de pavor. Todo dia ela faz tudo sempre igual. Me sacode às seis horas da manhã, me sorri um sorriso pontual e me beija. Com a boca de hortelã Todo dia ela diz que é pra eu me cuidar E essas coisas que diz toda mulher Diz que está me esperando pro jantar E me beija com a boca de café Todo dia eu só penso em poder parar Meio dia eu só penso em dizer não Depois penso na vida pra levar E me calo com a boca de Seis da tarde, como era de se esperar, ela pega e me espera no portão. Diz que está muito louca pra beijar e me beija com a boca de paixão. Toda noite ela diz pra eu não me afastar, meia noite ela jura eterno amor. E me aperta pra eu quase sufocar e me morde com a boca de papo. Todo dia ela faz tudo sempre igual, me sacode às seis horas da manhã. Sorri um sorriso pontual E me beija com a boca de hotelão Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was incredible, wasn't it? That was quotidiano by Chico Buarque. I love that song. And as per my request, my mom, who had a mullet, by the way, um, sent me the name of the prize. It was 
Prêmio Camões in Portugal, which is just Camões Prize. And the Wikipedia page says the Camões Prize, named after Luís de Camões, is the most important prize for literature in, in the Portuguese language. It is awarded annually by the Portuguese Direção Geral do Livro dos Arquivos e da Biblioteca, which means National Book, Archive and Libraries Department, and the Brazilian Fundação Biblioteca Nacional, National Library Foundation, to the author of an outstanding that looks French, I don't know, uh, basically outstanding work, <laughs> written work in Portuguese, the monetary award is, whoa, 100,000 euros, making it among the among the richest literary prizes in the world. So it's kind of giving like Pulitzer, but Latin. <laughs> um, so that's the prize that he got, and it had to be signed by the president. He won it in 2019, but Bolsonaro didn't want to sign it, and... Um, now now he has it, and it was not signed by a man that he hates. So again, he can't stop winning. Shout out to, to Shigubaki. You know what he gets for that? Bam! Exactly. That was for Shigubaki. Surely, surely, that's what he's been waiting to hear his entire life. Let's do it again. Bam! Yeah. Yeah. That was for him. Like, I'm pretty sure that his entire career has built up ju to just hearing... Bam! Exactly. You know? Um, that... I love that song. I fucking love that song. I've been listening to him a lot. I've been listening to Brazilian music a lot. I'm trying to be a better Brazilian because um, I left Brazil when I was five. I did go back uh, from when I was nine to 14. But basically, like, the, like, formative years of my life were lived somewhere else. I don't know if... Is nine to 14 formative? Maybe a little bit. I mean, I have like a lot of fun memories in Brazil. You know, I, you know, I was doing dance. I was having piano lessons and everything, which I'm also going to talk about how that has affected the way that I see music. I have a lot to talk about because, you know, today's my birthday in case you forgot. Um, so I'm, I have a lot to talk about, but essentially I'm trying to be a better Brazilian because I left when I was so young and all my teenage years were lived here in the Netherlands. So I like, for example, when somebody asks me about nightlife in Rio, I'm like, girl, I don't know. Like I was a kid when I left, <laughs> like all my nightlife was fucking like in the Hague, you know, um, <laughs> going to the same, the same like three bars. I remember once I went to this one bar in not the Hague, but in Vassenar, which is like tiny, tiny little village town, um, where I actually lived. And I went to this bar and I was, I think, like 17, so I technically should not have been in a bar, but I was at a friend's house party right next to it, and then my friends and I went to go get a beer at the bar, and I saw one of the bartenders was a waiter at the restaurant next door who, like, recognized me and, like, would sometimes recognize my parents, so he gave me a beer, and I was like, please don't tell my parents, and he was like, okay, as if my parents didn't know, like, my parents, they're not dumb, like, they, you know, they they were chill anyway, but that's just to say there's one bar in Vassenaar and it sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. So we would just always go to The Hague. But in Brazil, I, you know, I didn't really have a, a teenage life, um, but I had a lot of fun. I, you know, I went to, to dance lessons. Dance, I think, really helped me visualize music like as a visual thing um because every once in a while if you've listened to the show for a while uh you'll know that i say like 
if this song was a person, it would be skinny. Um, if this song was a color, it would be purple. This song sounds like what gravel looks like. This song sounds like a circle, you know, shit like that. And every once in a while, somebody will ask me if I have synesthesia and I don't. I don't think I'm, I'm like 99% sure that I don't, you know, because all these references that I make have some sort of argument, whereas synesthesia is just like the number four is purple and like that's it. Like there's no argument, you know, whereas for me, I have like a reasoning behind it. Um, and I think a lot of that is because of doing ballet for like four years. Um, and it's it's. I, I it helped me see music as like a moving thing. Like I was always making associations with like how granted I wasn't like making the choreography because I was 10. Um, but, you know, it was always an association of like what movement does this piano sound like? How does this move? What is the texture? Even for things like costume, posture, lighting, you know, colors and everything. Um, so that's you know, texture, um, yeah, color, uh, shapes, all of that. So I think that dance probably is what made that connection in my brain. And I remember once I was in English class when I was, I think, 16. At that point, I had already stopped dancing. But we were analyzing this poem. And I said that this one um, verse sounded very circular. So that helped to reinforce the repetitive nature of the poem. Yeah, I'm smart. I have a master's degree anyway. And my teacher was like, this doesn't make sense. She was like, how can it sound circular? And I was like, it just sounds like a circle because there's a lot of R's. And she was like, okay, maybe find a better way to say that because just saying that it sounds circular doesn't make sense. But I think it's because also poems are written so that they should be heard. So it's like, it's it's or it's that they should be spoken so it's like a thing that you're supposed to hear which inherently already makes them more musical than just prose um and i think that that type of shit when i'm like this line sounds circular it sounds like a loop i think it's because if that line in the poem were to be sung and were to be danced to it would have been like a fucking pirouette or like some type of circular movement so i actually realized this like yesterday like i'm pretty sure that dance uh, doing ballet and everything is why i think of music in this way because there's all these other associations to all the other senses and other forms of art and everything that are so like linked to music also like storytelling in ballet and through like a purely instrumental um sound like there's no lyrics but you're still telling a story through sound like I feel like that was really fun to grow up with because now I can pick up a lot of shit in music you know that maybe somebody who didn't do ballet for four years maybe they can't they don't do that or like it's definitely something that you can you know practice and develop but first of all I don't I don't know if a lot of people want to <laughs> sit and listen and try to find the story behind a fucking like lyricless piano ballad or whatever. Honestly, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I did it because it was part of ballet. But my point is just that that is one of the things that I realized yesterday that probably explains why I think of music in the way that I do, um, despite just, you know, having been interested in it since you know, for as long as I can remember. But I thought that was quite a quite a little fun realization. Now, that being said, while I was dancing 
ballet and being a little ballet girl and walking from school across town to my ballet class. And um, I loved ballet. It was so much fun. I had so many friends there. I My ballet teacher, when I moved here almost 10 years ago, she gave me a necklace of a little gold ballerina and I'm still wearing it. I have it out around my neck as we speak and I fidget with it when I'm nervous. Um, I love it. Uh, but during this time, I was a little bit of a metalhead. <laughs> and I also realized I thought I was an emo kid just because my, my Chemical Romance was my favorite band. But I realized that that was the only like stereotypically like emo band that I would listen to. Everything else, I would listen to like a lot of Slipknot. <laughs> well, not a lot. Some Slipknot. A lot of System of a Down. Like I was just basically, I was listening to shit that my parents would hate. A little bit on purpose because I was like, I want to be different. Like, I always, you know, my parents were always chill, but I was like, I don't want to listen to my parents' music. I want to listen to my own music. So I was listening to uh, quite heavy shit. Now, I won't necessarily put you through <laughs> the really not so great music that I was listening to back then, but to paint the picture of little 11-year-old me taking the bus home from ballet, this is what was playing in my headphones a lot of the time because this was one of my favorite songs. This is Heaven Help Us by My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs>
That was one of my favorite songs when I was like 11. That was Heaven Help Us by My Chemical Romance. Did you have fun? Admit it. That was a little bit fun. Being emo was a little bit fun. Uh, I, oh my God. I remember when they broke up. I was wearing a shirt. I was wearing a My Chemical Romance shirt that day. Um, And I was on the phone with my friend inviting her to come over. And then when I walked out of my room into the living room to put the phone back, my sister just says, MCR broke up. And I was like, what? I was like, this is quite literally the saddest day of my life. So (laughs) I went to bed and I cried for like two days. Like for real, I literally cried for two days. Like I remember my mom coming into my room and being like, Julia, like it's time for lunch. Come have lunch. And I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. Like they broke up. And I was like, it was the saddest fucking day of my life. I think that was my first experience with heartbreak. Um, I didn't get out of bed for two days, like the entire weekend. And then, cause a part of me was like, I'm never going to see them live. Like this is the only thing that I've ever wanted in my one singular decade of life is to see them live. Like, l- like nothing else matters to me because I'm 11. Like, I just want to see them live. Um, and I remember everyone was texting me on Facebook and they were like, oh my God, Julia, are you okay? And like a couple of my friends, a lot of my friends didn't have the same music taste as me, but a couple of them did. And they were like, oh my God, like, did you see this is so sad, whatever. And one of my friends texted me and he was like, are you okay? <laughs> like, like, are you good? And I was like, no, so sad. I'm never going to see them. And then he was like, well, this one band, I forget which one he mentioned. Um, but he was like, they broke up about 10 years ago and now they're, they're doing like reunion tours. So who knows, maybe in 10 years they'll, you know, you'll see them. And this was 2012. And as fate would have it, 2022, exactly 10 years later, July, or was it June? I always confuse. I think it was 1st of July, 2022. I saw them live. You know what that deserves? Bam! Yeah, I saw them live with Erica. I don't know if she's listening. She's in the US right now. Hi, Erica. I saw them with her and I screamed so loud. Like Erica and I were losing our minds it was the most fun day of my life i failed my driving exam driving theory exam for the third time (laughs) hours prior but i didn't care because i was seeing mcr live and we waited in line for so long i bought a t-shirt erica did my makeup in line we made friends it was just a sea of bright hair and black clothes it was incredible it was so much fun it was so funny um it was it was amazing. And then <laughs> to go back in the tram, like just packed with emo kids. It was, oh my God, it was such a good night. It was such a good night. And that same friend who told me that they would like maybe do a reunion tour 10 years in the future. He also played a very pivotal, important role in my music taste because I remember when he moved to my school and he was like, you know, not emo, but he was like also a little bit of a metalhead. He was in two bands and he was like the coolest dude. And I was like, whoa, like, let's be friends. And then he was like my first friend that like really had the same music taste as me. Obviously, I liked other shit as well. Like, I also liked like Taylor Swift. And then I would like talk to my other friends about that. But like, then he put me onto so much shit. And then what we would do was... It started, he was like, man, you need to listen to these songs. 
I'm going to write this on a piece of paper. You're going to go home and you're going to listen to it. And then tomorrow you tell me what you think. And I was like, all right, sick. And so (laughs) he did that. He wrote basically a playlist on a piece of paper. um, And as as per his request, I went home, listened to the songs and everything, and then came back to school the next day and we just talked about the songs. And then we kind of kept doing that and we started like exchanging little pieces of paper. I would tell him songs to listen to, he would give me songs to listen to. And we just did that for like a while. And eventually that became like exchanging CDs. He was like, you know what? You just need to listen to this entire album. I have the CD, I'll bring it to school tomorrow. Uh, and I was like, sick. <laughs> amazing so we would just do that we would exchange little pieces of paper we would exchange little cds i would listen to it in the car uh while my mom was driving me home my poor mother had to listen to so much shit um and it was just it was a really fun time because i got to know so much music uh through that friend and it was just such a wholesome little thing to do like just write little songs on a little piece of paper and just talk about it the next day like I don't know. You know, I don't know if he knows how much uh, impact that had on me. We don't really talk anymore because that was like more than 10 years ago. Um, But it was it was really cool to to have that. So, you know, hello. He's not listening, but hi. Thanks. Thanks for that. That was really cool. That was very nice to have. Um, And I'm pretty sure I told him. like he definitely knew about my chemical romance before but i was like okay well you know like the boring like famous ones that like everybody knows that don't really do them justice because i was also the whole like my favorite song can't be the most favorite the most famous song because i have to be different i'm not like the other girls you know all that 11 year old shit um (laughs) so i also showed him some like like deep cuts and shit and yeah it was just it was really fun that was a very fun time um That was a a wholesome, wholesome little friendship. Uh, And in the theme of a wholesome little friendship, why not play a wholesome little song by uh, one of my current slash all-time favorites as of 2020, April 17th, 2020, Fiona Apple released Fetch the Bolt Cutters and something shifted deep within my soul and my life was never the same much like when i read the acdc cd (laughs) booklet much like when my friend gave me that first piece of paper and then when i listened to fetch the bolt cutters something shifted and that was definitely something that steered me in the direction of well no i was already obsessed with music but just something shifted and i fucking love her and it's spring this song sounds like what spring feels like um it's one of my favorites by fiona apple It's really cute. It's called Waltz, brackets, better than fine. Enjoy. Have a song to sing, you're okay You know how to get along, humming Mm -hmm. 
half a day Celebrate Go out and sit on the lawn And do nothing Cause it's just what you must do And nobody does it anymore cute that was such a little treat that to me it sounds like what stepping on grass barefoot look uh, feels like um it also sounds like what those little like what chamomile flowers look like just tiny pink yellow and then a thin thin little green stem so cute that song is such a treat i love fiona apple as you all know it's like 80 percent of my personality at this point um i've done an entire show about her so I expressed <laughs> most of my opinions um, in that show. By the way, you can find all the recordings of the, of, um, the previous shows on SoundCloud. I'll put the link up on my Instagram, at my mom's mullet. Um, so if you want to listen to the Fiona Apple episode, uh, you can you can find it there. You know, I'm a, I feel like a real professional right now, plugging my Instagram, plugging SoundCloud, um, why not? Hey, fuck it. I have a website too. Um, it's called mymomhadamullet.pythonanywhere.com. Python Anywhere is in there because um, 
I do not yet have the funds to pay for a domain. So for now, we're going to have to leave it at that. But it's, I just, I write articles. Usually it's an extension of what I talk about on the radio or, you know, for the weeks, because I'm here every other week, for the weeks that I don't have a show, it's maybe something just that I want to talk about, a little music review, a little album review, a little look into people that I find interesting, little opinion pieces, all that stuff. So you can find it. The link is also in my Instagram bio. My Instagram is at my mom's mullet. Um, and that's enough plugging for now. I want to talk about music again. Um, Fiona Apple, she's just good. <laughs> she's just great. Honestly, her voice is so original. The way she plays piano, I can always tell it's her. Um, she uh, what I really like about her, though, is that she has always been very vocally emotional and she doesn't present that as a limitation at all. If anything, she presents that as her strength. Um, for example, uh, of an example of her just being very unapologetically like sensitive um in around i think it was 2012 which is what when she put out the idler wheel she was kind of i would say maybe at her lowest at least maybe at least during her uh career um you know she was she hey she was an addict well she is an addict but you know what i mean she's sober now um she was she lost so much weight she was just very unhappy and everything and tmz was just posting like fuck ton of tabloids about her i don't even know exactly what they were but she's always been a target for tabloids and just drama and mean shit um and i saw this clip of her like I think it was a Q&A after a show or something and someone was filming and she knew that they were filming and she was like, TMZ is definitely going to see this. So I'm just going to talk directly to them. Stop talking shit about me. She was like, stop it. Stop saying that I look like I weigh 30 kilos or whatever it is in pounds. I don't know. Um, she was like, stop saying that I look like a 90 year old woman um, because it hurts my feelings and that should be enough reason to just stop. And I saw that and I was like, I feel like nobody really says that. Everybody's always like, you're being a dick and la 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 and stop or this and that and whatever. But nobody says it hurts my feelings and that's fucking, that's enough. Like, that's enough of a reason. And I was like, hell yeah. You know what? Bam. Like, that's, that's powerful to just unapologetically be like, you're fucking hurting my feelings. Like, stop it. You know? And... I, I just I really like that about her her lyrics are also fucking crazy like she presents um very mundane things in very beautiful ways she stretches out these like emotions and experiences and everything in in a way that in my opinion I haven't yet found anyone that does it quite the same um even if somebody does it like maybe technically better or technically have has a better voice and everything obviously fiona apple isn't the only artist that i like otherwise i would never listen to anybody else um but she just does it in a way that i personally haven't seen before and she was kind of always around for me like my dad really liked fiona apple um and then i remember once around the time that i was 12 i was really into the pretty reckless and i saw them do a cover of criminal and i was like 
and then I listened to the original and I was like, oh, this is sick. And then I told my dad, I was like, oh, this song is really cool. And he was like, oh my God, this is Fiona Apple. I love Fiona Apple. Um, and then it was kind of left at that. And then again, in high school, I was watching a documentary about the guy that made Reddit, which by the way, surprisingly interesting. And he said that his favorite song was Extraordinary Machine by Fiona Apple. So I went and listened to it and it's still one of my favorite songs lyrically because it's, again, it's one of those things that's like, Hey, I'll be fine. You know, actually, fuck it. I'll play it so that, but listen, listen to the lyrics. If you have to like Google and read along, do that. <laughs> um, unless you're like driving or something right now, like don't, like don't do that. But um, it's, it's, it's just very nice lyrics and uh, just, it's a perfect example of Fiona Apple's like strength, emotional strength. Um, so just, yeah, enjoy. I certainly haven't been shopping for any new shoes And I certainly haven't been spreading myself around I still only travel by foot and by foot it's a slow climb But I'm good at being uncomfortable so I can't stop changing all the time I notice that my opponent is always on the go won't go slow so as not to focus And I notice Feel it to ride with any guide As long as they go fast From whence he came But he's no good at being uncomfortable So we can't stop staying exactly the same If there was a better way to go Then it would find me I can't help it The road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me are treating me mean I'll make the most of it I'm an extraordinary machine I seem to you to seek a new disaster every day you deem me due to clean my view and be at peace and lay I mean to prove I mean to move in my own way and say I've been getting along for long before you came into the play I am the baby of the family it happens so everybody cares and wears the sheep's clothes while they chaperone curious you're looking down your nose at me while you appease courteous to try and help but let me set your mind at ease if there was a better way to go then it would find me can't help it, the road just rolls out behind me. Be kind to me, or treat me mean. I'll make the most of it, I'm an extraordinary machine. Thank you. 
Wasn't that cute? That's so cute. That's so good. That's so powerful. Um, one of, or a part, part of my favorite lyrics is pretty much right before the first chorus when she says, uh, I still only travel by foot and by foot it's a slow climb, but I'm good at being uncomfortable so I can't stop changing all the time. She's so good. <laughs> She's so good. This is one of those songs that if I listen to it, I feel kind of, for lack of a better word, unfuckwithable <laughs> i like i just feel very like powerful i'm like yeah i can fucking do whatever i want i can do anything i want uh and usually i feel like even i forget a lot of the songs that i tend to gravitate towards when i want to feel that way are like heavier more like in your face but these lyrics they're just it's essentially just the most confident lyrics i can imagine someone writing because she's like be nice to me or treat me mean i'll make the most of it you know like it's it's amazing and then also when she says i'm the babe i am the baby of the family it happens so everybody cares and wears the sheep's clothes while they chaperone curious you looking down your nose at me while you appease courteous to try and help but let me set your mind at ease first of all when she says i'm the baby of the family so am i <laughs> including my extended family my like the first cousin that i have that is closest to me in age is currently 37 <laughs> so very much the baby of the family the only reason i'm not anymore is because my cousins are having children so you know uh and it's that feeling of like oh you're the baby and everybody you know looks out for you and is always trying to help and everything and yeah it's nice you appreciate it but you're like hey you know i can do shit just because I'm the youngest doesn't mean that I am any less capable than my older sister was at the same age, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, it, that specific part is just, it, it caught my ear because I am very much the baby of the family by a lot, by a long shot, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's, that's partially a little bit of a glimpse into why I love Fiona Apple. Again, if you want to listen to the whole show about it, I'll put the SoundCloud link up on my Instagram story at my mom's mullet. Um, but Fiona Apple now is a massive, <laughs> massive part of my personality. She is such a, like, inspiration to me. There's a couple artists that I, I, learn a lot from and she's definitely one of them uh speaking of wonderful lyricism no name no name is another artist that for me i also had like a very intense phase she put out a mixtape in 2016 2016 such a good year for music i also actually did an entire show about 2016 music <laughs> i can also put the the link for that one up on my instagram um because it was just it was so much good music at least maybe it was also specific to me because i think again something shifted that year for me and i started getting a lot more into hip-hop and uh and and rap and stuff and that really was like important <laughs> in my um journey <laughs> because basically it 
put me on to like the cross pollination of music. I don't know how else you would call it, but because hip hop is essentially born from sampling, um, it made me realize how one genre or one movement can influence the other so much and how nothing exists in a vacuum this is obviously the case for all art all everything nothing exists in a vacuum but it really made me realize how exactly that happens uh and also because it's one of the more accessible genres in terms of you know production and everything it also made me uh, interested in the production side of music also because of sampling and producers are tend to get more um, r recognition I guess you know everybody has their like tags and everything so you know who produces the song you don't always necessarily have to go looking to find out the producer and everything um, and a lot of artists produce their own music which is again it's it's not uncommon in other genres either but I just didn't really realize until I started listening to, to hip-hop um, so it was actually like, I also realized this yesterday, but I was like, damn, that was also a really important genre for me personally, um, just in the sense of teaching me a lot about music, about the industry, um, how shit is made, put out. Uh, also, because a lot of the time, uh, artists, when they're signed to a certain label, for example, TDE, it's a whole like... <laughs> It's a whole thing to be signed to TDE. It's like part of an artist's identity, part of their brand. Whereas with a lot of art other artists, including some of my favorites, like I don't know who they're signed to. It's just some like big label and everything. Um, so it's it's all these industry side things that I don't know. Maybe I would have eventually learned, but it it opened the door for me to find a way to learn about it. And that all kind of started for me, I'd probably say, yeah, around 2016, around there. Um, and 2016, yeah, a wonderful year for music. So No Name put out her mixtape Telephone that year, and it was so good. <laughs> My friend Yvonne uh, showed me Shadow Man, which is the closing track of off of that mixtape. Uh, it's 33 minutes, 10 songs, such a treat. Highly recommend it, especially now, at least in Amsterdam, it's good weather. Um, and it's, it's, again, also much like Fiona Apple, her No Name's lyricism is incredible she uh both her parents owned a bookstore and she uh was also into like uh not slam poetry spoken word poetry i think that's what it's called and so she has this poetry background that she brings to her lyrics um and it's just really cool her flow her internal rhyme it really i know all the lyrics to this album and a lot of it well obviously because i listen to it so much but a lot of it is also just because it flows so easily. One word goes so naturally into the next one that you you have no choice. Like, for example, when you're like singing along, you can't stop because it just keeps going. It keeps flowing. It's so good. So in honor of no name. Oh, also, I put a video up uh, yesterday on my Instagram story of her signing my record. Highlight of my life. I think it was April 3rd, 2014. No, what? 2019. Uh, April 3rd, 2019. No name signed my record. I have a video of it. It was the highlight of my life. It was incredible. Um, I was wearing her hoodie. Her hoodie that I have as well. I've had since probably like 2017 or something. 
It's still my favorite hoodie. I wear it less now specifically because I wore it so much that it's like falling apart and I want to keep it forever. I love that hoodie. It was my entire identity. I wore it to the show. She signed my record and her show was opened by The Mind, who uh, was very nice. He also signed the record. He signed the back of it because we met him after and we chatted with him a bit. He was so cool, so nice. And so the next song is by No Name featuring The Mind and also also in honor of today's nice sunny day it's called sunny duet and it's so cute so bouncy i fucking love this song enjoy Now Miracle Whip at Funtown Summertime, Delight, Delight Mississippi over ice, Janet Jackson And flashing lights, we can dance a little If you like to, my vagabonds A lonely road, a celebrated haiku Contemporary overzealous thing I really like you, sing with me Sing with me, paranoia, light blue Piano was a deep red Your fingers were a green hue Watch you make a rainbow out of Sacrificial love in the club Off the alley, alley, feeling holy The DJ was religion listen to that song i can already hear the start of the next one in my head because i listened to it so much but wasn't that such a fun little treat that was a treat like i have no other way of describing that song it's just so fun it's fun wow (laughs) this is why i have a radio show i'm so good at describing music i'll be like it sounds like purple gravel and also it's fun i'm so eloquent um i i told all the backstory of uh my no-name journey uh before i played it and then so now I, I kind of don't have anything else to say about that one. <laughs> but but I, I realized I also have Amy Winehouse on the playlist. And Amy Winehouse is much like 
Cassia Ele, who I played in the beginning of the show. Um, she's one of the first artists that I remember recognizing. I would go to my aunt and uncle's house and my uncle, he cooks very well, amazing food, always has since for like my entire life at least <laughs> and I just remember um chilling in their house everybody chatting the whole extended family and they would play uh Amy Winehouse's Back to Black uh live performance the one where she's wearing the white dress with the big black belt I I don't know where it was but it's like I think it's one of the more famous like performances because it was a DVD as well um and so she's yeah she's one of the first ones that I remember recognizing I also don't remember a point in my life where I didn't know Amy Winehouse um I don't remember like the the first moment that I heard an Amy Winehouse song because it feels like she was just always there you know um which isn't necessarily the case because her career is younger than me um but I <laughs> like your first couple years of your life they like don't matter like you don't remember shit you know like what do you remember from when you were like three I don't know every once in a while someone will be like I remember the first time I took a shower like no you don't like that's like 45 minutes after you were born if not less like you don't remember anyway <laughs> Amy Winehouse is one of the wait 45 minutes that was dumb as shit to say it's like immediately after you're born they like rinse you off so I, I retract my statement. Your first shower is like right after you were born. Anyway, um, Amy Winehouse is one of the first artists that I remember recognizing. She's also uh, just, yeah, she's kind of always been around. She, maybe this is mean to say, but she doesn't necessarily have any like clear influence um, that in my life, like No Name and like, I'll play Pink Floyd later as well uh, because they also played a big role but she is just one of the one of the artists that has always been a part of my life love love her and uh the the song that i have by her for you today he can only hold her also so fun very very underrated um so here it is enjoy Inside, I never die. 
That little melody is going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. That was He Can Only Hold Her by Amy Winehouse. Such a treat. Love that song. I keep saying these songs are a treat, but it's because they are. It's in the mood. It's the mood I'm in right now. These songs sound baby pink and light purple and baby blue like the sky on a sunny day. Uh, (laughs) Um... I really, I love that song. Um, Oh yeah, I said I was gonna talk about, I have notes in front of me as always. Um, And sometimes when I lose my train of thought, I have to pretend like a smooth transition when I like look at my notes and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I should be talking about right now. But sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, that's, you know, I just say my thoughts out loud. Anyway, that's what just happened. I should be talking about Pink Floyd because I said I would. Pink Floyd, okay, so a lot of you, if you knew me in high school, potentially you would have hated me you would have cringed at me because my two favorite artists were pink floyd and brock hampton which is like the two most like pick me artists of all time but hey they were fun you know and i just remember like again something unlocking something clicking in my brain when i listened to pink floyd wish you were here not just the song but the entire album like shine on you crazy diamond all the full 25 minutes and just going in such a fucking like deep the deepest of dives into the lyrics the way that it was produced like oh so this echo it wasn't made in like post-production it's because they stood in like a massive room with no furniture or windows and everything and just put the mic really far away and then the echo like happened because i don't fucking like i'm not an audio engineer i don't know how this shit works but essentially they were just really far away from the mic and i was like oh sick like nobody does that and you know and uh, <laughs> i just remember putting so much time into just researching them like I was obsessed and I there, I had one school assignment that I wrote like 20,000 words about one Pink Floyd song because I was just I was in it and then that was the time that I was like yeah this is what I want to do with my life like I want to do this forever I want to be paid for this because I I'm like I'm doing it anyway and it's a job so why not so Pink Floyd you know, say what you will. Yeah, they're pick me. Yeah, sometimes they're a little bit annoying, but <laughs> they're they're important to me in my in my journey. Um, and so, I think I need to to do them some justice. There's a lot of songs by them, like the more famous ones that I'm kind of like, okay, it's not bad, but it's just overplayed a little bit. But they have this one album called The Division Bell, which is really good. And uh, their song, Lost for Words, is very beautiful. Very, It sounds like what a lot of people today try to kind of like imitate, um, but it's, it's really nice. The first time I heard it, you know, as I said many times, something clicked. Um, so this is that. Enjoy.
Wasn't that, wasn't that stunning? That sounds like a really nice road trip to me, on like a nice summer day. And then there's some bells. Ready? That's because it it fades into the next song. Pink Floyd would. They're so different. They would always do that. I remember that was also something very exciting when I was like, oh my god, like these transitions are so smooth. And then now I always get excited when I'm like, yeah, when just one one song transitions so well into the next because it 
it just makes an album a whole like coherent piece uh and pink floyd really triggered that <laughs> or not triggered but made me realize that um and yeah it made me realize that this is what i want to do in any aspect uh i've i i want to do something with music for the rest of my life it's my favorite fucking thing in the world nothing makes me happier than music shit it's very cheesy but hey it's my birthday by the way in case you didn't know today's my birthday and uh so that means that i can say whatever i want and you're legally not allowed to judge me it's the law it's the law that you can't judge me uh even if i say the world's cringiest shit today i get a pass because it's my birthday um <laughs> but pink floyd they're very important they were very important in my journey because as i said they're the ones that made me realize that i want to do this forever and ever um and then there's other artists that just growing up were always kind of around like i said amy winehouse florence and the machine is a big one um i saw her live when i was 13 uh it was my first concert no no it wasn't my first concert it was my first festival my first concert was the pretty reckless when i was 12 and i was 12 and i was like oh those two girls are making out and they don't have a bra on and i just remember being like maybe they know each other <laughs> and then my mom was like no they don't they don't know each other um but it was also yeah it was a really fun first concert experience but first festival experience i was 13 and i saw florence the machine and my soul left my body i just remember seeing her running sprinting have you seen <laughs> have you seen that video of kanye west <laughs> just like sprinting from one side to the of the stage to the other that it's so funny to me like he was so, he's so fast and like that's what florence was doing but she looked better because first of all she's not kanye and second of all she was wearing this beautiful blue flowy dress and she had her like fire red uh hair uh and she just looked so cool and yeah barefoot sprinting back and forth she looked insane and i just remember turning to my friend and saying she looks like a fairy <laughs> because she did and uh she yeah she i love her i love her her newest album dance fever is so fun free it's such a fun lovely song uh but i'm gonna play one of the first ones that i also remember knowing and it's called my boy built coffins it's weird but it's amazing just like florence enjoy
enjoy that? Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, that just made me feel like Dora. Um, that was My Boy Builds Coffins by Florence and the Machine. Uh, she was always in in my car <laughs> in CD form for, again, my poor mother. She had to listen to that album so many times because we just like forgot it in the car and it was just in there like forever. Um, and it was really fun. Uh, this lungs and ceremonials were the ones that were there like on a loop. And then I started my like emo slash metal phase. And, uh, then I kind of, I kind of stopped listening to her for a little bit, but like how big, how blue, how beautiful, also wonderful album, uh, high as hope, beautiful. The song grace made me cry first time I heard it. Uh, and now dance fever, incredible, so good. So good, so fun. Uh, <laughs> but we're in the last 30 minutes uh, of the show for today. And I wanted to dedicate the last 30 minutes to some of my current favorites. Some of my current favorites overlap definitely with some of the previous artists that I've mentioned today. The music that shaped me, if you will. Um, you know, Fiona Apple. She's a recent favorite. She doesn't go back all the way back to when I was like seven uh, or something like that, even though she was kind of always around. But yeah, I have some some current favorites that are really on on a loop for me not exclusive to uh musicians for example rick rubin the producer i also did a whole show about him again i can link that in my instagram uh story so you can listen to that if you want he is just oh my god i talk about him all the time i'm pretty sure in my last show two weeks ago i said that i want his book for my birthday and one of my friends texted me the other day saying that she was gonna get it for me and i'm scared that like people listen to the radio and too many people are gonna get it for me and i'm gonna have like five of the same book um <laughs> but hey i'll read it five times anyway i really want this book because rick rubin if you don't know he's a producer he's been around since uh the 80s uh from new york or i don't know if he's from new york but his career really took off in new york he went to nyu he founded def jam recordings which is a very important uh hip-hop label he started it in his nyu dorm just through hosting parties and meeting people uh and now he has produced for people like johnny cash um the strokes i i think rolling stones uh mac miller who else Aerosmith oh yeah that was another thing he did um basically like a what's the word medley I think of like Aerosmith and Run DMC for Walk This Way and that really was also very important in hip-hop history because it helped kind of bring it to the mainstream uh, and make it more accessible to people who just weren't being exposed to it because hip-hop was so focused within the Bronx in New York for the first from like the 70s up until the late 80s early 90s when it really like blew up you know as we know um but fun fact usually when you say that a genre started in a certain decade so let's say you say that for example hip-hop started in the 90s usually you can actually pinpoint it back about 20 years to when it actually really started so like goth uh maybe in like the 80s you can go back to the 60s maybe even 50s and he already hear some goth influence and draw a timeline same with punk you can hear it all the way back in the 50s anyway um that theory <laughs> works for most genres but anyway rick rubin 
sick, sick dude. Uh, massive beard, constantly barefoot for some reason. Sometimes he says some kind of out of pocket shit like, "Oh, I'm always, I'm always barefoot because humans are not made to wear shoes all the time because it it makes a barrier to our connection between us and our connection to Earth. And it's just, you know, if you walk barefoot, you can feel the vibrations. Like, okay, that's a little bit cringe, but." I'll give you a pass because you make really good music. Um, but I fucking love him. His Shangri-La Studios, also iconic. Um, so let's... Oh, he's produced... Okay, here it is. My playlist from the show. Uh, Harry Styles, Daniel Caesar, Eric Clapton, Tyler the Creator, I think. Uh, Adele, Johnny Cash, The Strokes, Audio Slave, Tom Petty, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The, Av- the Avid, Avid Brothers, Run DMC, Aerosmith, uh, and like so many other people. If you go on his Wikipedia page, like the man does not stop. But one of my favorite songs that he has produced that was on a loop for last year this album the new abnormal by the strokes i listened to it to like a sickening amount this extent um so here is the opener of that the adults are talking produced by the one and only rick rubin by the strokes enjoy
situation. So, so let's, let's go, go back, back to, to the wasn't that that was the adults are talking that song always gets me in such a good mood rick rubin the one and only man i'm gonna read his book so many times ishmael is chilling in the studio right now <laughs> say hello what's up <laughs> we were just talking about him and ishmael mentioned how rick rubin has no technical ability like he he can't play like openly as well he can't play any instrument he doesn't know how any music production production software works and then there was an interview that the interviewer was like well then why like why do people pay you and he was like just my confidence in knowing what is good and what is not and i feel like in my opinion as well his like emotional intelligence mateo just scared the shit out of me his emotional intelligence uh and like human approach to music which as i've also said multiple times on this show music is inseparable from the human experience uh so his like human approach he just knows how to bring people's best work out of them so people don't go to rick rubin to have him like operate the fucking whatever the tools are called i don't know they they go to him because they're like he's a guru and he's gonna make me do my best work and it works it he does it um so that's why i love him just his approach to creativity and life in general every time i watch an interview with him or i read something by him is just so soothing i also remember i was once watching an in or not an interview but a, cr a clip of the shangri-la show on showtime and it was him and mac miller talking and something about how this was also after mac miller died and something about how rick rubin talked to mac miller made me cry <laughs> because because i know that mac miller was living with rick rubin for a while when he was like trying to get clean and everything and just he was so like soothing like so calming and i was like oh my god like this guy i love him so much maybe to a little bit of an unhealthy extent but that's what famous people are for it's to basically get a pass for obsessing over people um but that's why i love rick rubin he's fucking amazing another one that i am currently obsessed with is eve's tumor eve's tumor i was always again i was always somewhat aware of them uh just from seeing them on the internet their album art is fucking incredible and then they released an album called ready for this praise the lord who chews but does not swallow or simply hot between worlds they released that in i think it was april or march of this year it's quite recent and very good album and again something clicked in my brain <laughs> that they i was like missing something and a lot of the music that i was listening to is getting really repetitive um and i was like i need something different i need to branch out and eve sumer came at the perfect time uh their music just I can't, I don't even know what genre it is. It like transcends, Eve's Tumor, they transcend everything. Like they transcend fucking music genres, gender, uh, like, I don't know, like art, everything. They're, they're this like, <laughs> this like being in my head. They're almost like an alien. And that's kind of exactly what I wanted. Even their album art is also such an inspiration visually for my, uh, online magazine uh of my mom had a mullet so visually i took a lot of inspiration from eve's tumor album art of like okay how do i want this to look how do i want this to feel what are the textures and everything so highly recommend eve's tumor here is lovely sewer by them this song is incredible yes, yeah. 
Okay, bye, Ismael. <laughs> um, that was Lovely Sewer by Eve's Tumor. That song makes me want to dance. I went on a run. I decided to do the couch to 5K. I ran once, fucked up my ankle, haven't run in like a month. Worst day of my life. It still hurts my ankle, which sucks because I've never been a runner. But finally, when I decide to run, my first run fucks up my ankle. But anyway, I was listening to this album while I was running and it was a sunny day. I was in the park and I was like, I am transcending. I am ascending. It was incredible. Um, yeah, I was fucking tired. Obviously, I I have the endurance of, I don't know, like a 80 year old fat man with asthma, like I, I can't do cardio for shit, but that's partially why I wanted to start running because I'm like, I refuse to be like so young with no health problems and be so unfit, you know? Uh, so I was listening to Eve's tumor and I was like, let's fucking go. Like this is running music. Uh, and that's, that's, that's what that song makes me feel. It makes me want to go for a run. It makes me want to dance. It makes me want to do cardio. It makes me want to go on a bike ride. Um, it's good cardio music. Uh, probably also the tempo like aligns quite well with that. Um, I got, oh man, I have so many like good current favorites, but I, I wonder if I'm going to have enough time. So I'm going to try to go straight for the shorter ones. First, I'm going to start Paris, Texas. Okay, Paris, Texas are a duo. I th I would argue that, remember like a couple unfortunate years ago, like the late 90s, early 2000s, when there was that weird like rock, hip hop type music, like Limp Bizkit. Admittedly, I'm not a fan, you know, to each their own, but it's not my thing. <laughs> I really fucking hate it uh, for multiple reasons. But I think that now... Like, I I remember hearing in a show that every 20 years trends recycle, and that is proving to be true because now, well, we see a lot of, like, Y2K fashion and music and aesthetics, whether it's auditory, visual, everything, coming back. And I think that Paris, Texas is, like, a reformulation of that shitty music that we had in the early 2000s where it's this cross crossover of rap, and rock uh i'm pretty sure i've heard someone call it rap and roll <laughs> um which the name itself i'm not a very big fan of but paris texas their music is really fun really fucking interesting um i think their appeal to me is like they really reflect they reflect the times we live in not just that but the the tone of how we deal with things you know they're just two guys in their 20s they met in uni they started making music in uni for fun and so they feel very real and genuine in how they express the shit that they talk about you know down to like the the sense of humor the fucking slang the references it's everything they're just they're one of us stars they're just like us you know and they're they're funny they're they get me hyped up they get me so hyped and uh recently let me see exactly the day that they released okay march 30th 2023 so very recently they released the song called panic with three exclamation points and uh it's two and a half minutes long most of their songs are quite short and i fucking love it here it is enjoy
fucking sick that was panic by paris texas admittedly definitely a, a tone shift for today but i just had to mention them because i'm so obsessed and lately uh i i'm going through a hip-hop phase again and i was just reading the lyrics uh while they were while they were playing i had heard some of them already but now like actually reading it man they're funny as shit like they're so funny some of them i don't know if they're like being serious or if they're just like what i said before like reading the tone and the fucking internet memes and you know everything but like i might get bored and just get into stocks like also by the way the like you can tell when somebody's a good lyricist when you can't just like speak their lyrics like you just end up saying it but like how can i explain this like even when you try to just say it it ends up sounding rhythmic and you get in the flow of it you know that happens with no name that it's (laughs) hear me out it's Shakespeare, you know, the iambic pentameter, you can't, the way that he would structure his, uh, uh, fucking what's it called verses. I don't know. Admittedly, I was never a big fan of Shakespeare, but like just the syllables of the words and everything, it was all so intentional so that it would sound like a heartbeat. It would fit into this iambic pentameter, uh, goal that he had. And Shakespeare influenced Paris, Texas. There we go. Okay, Shakespeare is directly responsible for the song you just heard. Uh, but you get what I mean. The the rhythmic nature <laughs> of these lyrics. Uh, you can tell somebody's a good lyricist when when that happens. When the rhythm isn't just because they're singing it or because they like purposefully incorrectly emphasize a certain syllable of a word. It's when they specifically choose words that ha- that naturally are pronounced that way that certain syllables are emphasized and you you put together this puzzle i'm using hands a lot which like is not 
the best for an audio only platform, but <laughs> you, you put, to, it's like putting together this puzzle, like, okay, yeah, this word, maybe it means a little bit better what I want to say, but this other word, the syllable fits better with the flow and it's prioritizing, like, what are you actually trying to do? But for example, in this song, there's no, like, there's no point where they necessarily emphasize the the other syllable which happens a lot in music it's not wrong or anything but i just think it's extra interesting when i'm like damn you managed to find not only the exact words to say what you're trying to say but to make it sound musical as shit and that's what i was talking about with no name before i'm making very big hand gestures and you can't see we need like a video for this um but it's what i was referencing before with no name she has that spoken word poetry background so that she understands the rhythmic nature of just spoken word um and it's not exclusive to hip-hop you know poetry was made to be heard and spoken it wasn't made to be written and so paris texas is shakespearean and also it's poetry that's what we've learned today and the next song <laughs> for today um luckily i think i'm gonna have enough time to show you all the the last three songs that i wanted to but another current favorite of mine is denzel curry john wayne uh the song i'm not gonna fade it in because spoiler it starts with the sound of a gunshot so don't be scared if you have a dog maybe like you know take care of them or, or don't listen to the first like two seconds of the song but um the song is very good i'm not gonna fade it in because of that but here is john wayne by denzel curry featuring buzzy lee Same, 
oh, wasn't that fucking amazing? That song, like, you can't not bop your head a little bit when you listen to it. Um, I have one minute left, so I'm going to say goodbye and play my last song, which is going to be Gorilla by Little Sims because she's fucking incredible. Um, thank you so much for listening to this little birthday special, getting to know me a little bit better. Uh, I'm going to play the Gorilla intro while I talk because it's too good, but... Um, Thank you for listening. I love you very much. Follow me on Instagram at my mom's mullet. Go read my little online magazine. It's really fun. And now enjoy Gorilla by Little Sims. I'll see you in two weeks. Love you. Bye. Gorilla. Who is this woman that I'm seeing in the mirror? Drink 42 and smoke cigar. Name one time where I didn't deliver. Silent figure. I was just on the ends dropping gems with my friends. I got a 3310 and a pack of blems. Then got the gold full black circle back again.